Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's going on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins, and I'm joined, as always, by the man who told the truth more than any politician, and he hasn't got a word yet, Charlie Butter. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm not qualified to be pregnant, both my opponent. He is a liar, and he can't be trusted. That's right. That is absolutely what it feels like. It's just a repeat for four years ago. Oh, man. Well, How you doing, Charlie? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, dude, there's so much to get into this week. Uh, let's jump into talking about the mass wrestler first, because there's so much awesome stuff uh, to talk about with this. So we get the, the, ground, uh, the ground rules and everything laid out for us. We find out that the different colored masks each have a name. So we had Genkai against Barf. What's your full name? Bartholomew. Yes. Uh, could you, did you have any idea who either of them were? I I did not. Okay. So neither did I. Uh, In fairness, I've only seen, well, spoiler if you haven't watched it, but it's been on for a week now, so we're going to do it. I've only seen Logan Ethan LaRue like once, I think, before ever. I think he was on one of the cup shows we watched. Probably. If I'm not mistaken. That are a paradigm show. Yeah. So I've only seen him like one. I wouldn't have gotten him anyway. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a lot of technical wrestling that kind of went into it. And I was really impressed by some of the stuff I saw in it. And I was like, wow, this is actually uh, pretty cool. Episodes are only 23 minutes long, which is great. You get, you know, a match a week. Uh, though I'm not sure how they're going to try to throw everything in with like the hosts the like the the three hosts that they had like seem kind of out of place for the whole concept of the show like i get they're kind of just kind of mirroring what the the mass singer is with their guesses and stuff but i mean if they get it right what do they win they don't, they don't right. get anything like i don't and then here's my other question so this this wasn't discussed in the rules when everything was kind of laid out what if you unmask your opponent hmm what if you unmask yourself what do you automatically lose do you get disqualified if you unmask yourself for your opponent they didn't mention that that that's actually a good point i don't know i don't know they thought that far ahead i don't know um but yeah so i kind of thought about that and then i thought the commentary team did you know a pretty decent job of you know trying to not not giving away anything about either of the people and trying to you know just call a straight match and like you know almost like a sports style broadcast to it which i thought was pretty interesting so i think the only issue i had with it is when they got to the judge to get grit that later it's like simon cowell like you're not even taking this seriously right like i mean at least billy dick and mr brichter are like putting in actual guesses right yeah i don't know i don't know that's why i said like i don't understand like i guess like just to have some like wrestling people there so it's to draw interest i i just I don't know how that might be need to be refined for season two if we get a season two which hopefully we do because i really enjoy the concept of the show uh, i'd like to have whoever the champion is of uh, the independent champion at the time i would like to have them be in the audience for the duration of the show like i think that's the whole point would be really cool to have him there trying to figure everybody out and see everything and kind of you know I think that'd be kind of more interesting to have the champion there watching everything since they get a shot at him after if they win. Yeah, even do a thing where if he gets the winner identity before the winner on Mac, they get to pick the dip or something, yeah. So yeah, something. Like that'd be really cool. Like uh uh yeah, so like that that would be really neat. Um overall I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for this week's episode. Uh they released a teaser today for, for today's episode or this Wednesday's episode. And uh 
I think it's a red herring. I don't think it's I don't think it's Nick Gage, although they really teased that it was him. So yeah, we're right down to MDK all fucking day. Oh yeah. So oh, the other thing I really liked is the the pre pre match interviews they did. They did the two truths and a lie, which I thought was really different and really yeah. cool. I thought that was interesting to kind of give you some hints. And apparently, uh, uh, Calix Big Calix actually got one of the actually knew who uh, the loser was. So everybody thinks that the the winner was matt mikowski which would make sense like with a lot of the technical stuff we saw could totally be him and i I believe he was also the one that they said that his mma record was like four and one but i think his mma record's a lot better than that Mm -hmm. so that could have been the lie but he does have an mma record so you never know you never you never know as I, 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 I'm not just that, like I'm trying to pinpoint it, but there's so many people they can pull from from all around the country. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we have our guy that we've seen quite a bit, but you know, it could be a West Coast guy that we haven't had a chance to watch yet. Right, he can yeah. take the whole thing. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the cool things about this whole thing. Um, and I'm I'm super excited with everything. Like outside of my you know my questions I had, I still think this is going to be. Uh, a really cool thing to be able to sit somebody down that's not even really into wrestling and get them into it by by you know trying to figure it out i mean it's different it's just a different concept i really like it i i absolutely agree cannot wait to finish out the peak and we're going to do an in-depth review of the finale after week after the finale we've already decided on that yeah yeah that'll be a whole big deal there so that'll be really fun all right let me jump into what's on iwtv this week Monday, October 19th at 7.55 p.m. Eastern, Monday Night Micro Episode 3. Tuesday, October 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Action Clash Episode 6. Followed by 9 p.m. Eastern, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Texas Grand Prix Series Week 3. Wednesday, October 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling The Road Season 2 Episode 1. Followed by 10 p.m. Eastern, the Masked Wrestler, Episode 2. Thursday, October 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern. Freelance Underground, Unfinished Business. That's a throwback Thursday premiere. Friday, October 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern. PAWDWC Fight Club Pro Wrestling, The Summer Jam Mixtape. Saturday, October 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern. 2020 Action Futures Showcase Tournament. I can't wait to check that out. Sunday, October 25th at 4.30 p.m. H2O presents Matt Tremont's Retirement Party. And Sunday, October 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern, Pizza Party Wrestling, Bout for Clout 99. And that's what's on IWTV this week. I saw you were streaming Twitch last night. What were you streaming on Twitch last night? Yeah, uh, well, I got my birthday money from my mom a couple days ago and the big chain store had nba 2k 21 on sale so i went and picked it up to stream the career mode while you know while i'm playing it had a little bit of, had a little bit of fun with that <laughs> like I, I i try very hard to make my stream family friendly and i was kirking a little bit last night i was just getting frustrated mm-hmm. but so you're on the twitch trade huh yep well funny you should mention that because uh this week nick gage says I don't even know what the fuck the Twitch bandwagon is. MDK all fucking day. I know what that is. I gotta agree with Nick Gage. <laughs> you know, you know what? I, here, here's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna play the game anyway. If people actually want to watch me play them and give me money, I'm I will do it. Sure. I'm gonna be playing them anyway. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to. I, I I have no urge. I know Josh Bishop said that that was on sale. Uh, 
couple weeks ago so it's interesting that you that's what you decided to pick up after how bad wwe 2k20 was that you never even bothered with it yeah I, no i never did i'm not i'm not getting battleground either because i don't want the arcadey style right i got if i want the arcadey style i got fire pro i have a lot more fun with that and anyway so. right and i and i stream that one in a while you do you do weren't you uh doing like a reset on that or something yeah i i, I started doing uh Bucky mountain wrestling actually okay i got i've only done one of those so far and i got the nba game and got into that you know and i'm actually planning on going through the entire kingdom heart cog at some point that would be uh fun i never played any of the kingdom hearts games like i know a lot of people are really into them though uh, if you're into final fantasy type of game 50 mm, 50 yeah it's basically a final fantasy game but with disney tie-in right on all right well we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we will jump into our review orange crush is proud to present a new special project death in covid by photographer nick carp chronicles the fighters the fans and the failures of a rare performance art scraping by during the covid19 pandemic hand numbered limited edition only 20 bucks at orangecrush.art run don't walk to orangecrush.art all right welcome back yay yay for commercial breaks all right let's get into this this week's review all right go you sent me a text on saturday and said you wanted to do uncanny attraction yes and you chose drag and dropkick a nightmare on wyckoff avenue yes which took place on October 30th of 2019 from the Hauk of Yet. Yes. On Wyckoff Avenue in New York City. Yes. So you sent me the link on Saturday while I was at work. Yes. I got home from work. I got down on my computer. I loaded up IWTV.live. I found the show. I click on it. And within the first two minutes, I went, what the fuck am I watching? You don't like grown men and baby attire? Slip syncing the songs. The it's show starts with a grown you? man drunk like a baby singing, I love to eat apple and banana, followed by get him a rinky dink, followed by I love you. Pointing the reason the dinosaur killed them. Go. Wow. All right. Hey, boy, what are you going to do? We're going we're gonna to jump off a cliff, Barney. Oh, man. This is, this is starting off really rough this week. Wow. And that's followed by somebody in drag, which I expected on a show called Drag and Dropkick. Somebody in drag doing a number. Mm-hmm. I've gone to drag show. I have no problem with drag. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting what I call that for. That for <laughs> I, uh, my favorite part of the, the whole get up on the baby was that he had his nipple pierced. I thought that was a real, real fine touch there. You were so. paying a lot more attention than I was at that point. Well, that's the whole point of this show is we're to give a detailed review. Usually, I know I, I don't do notes, I don't do homework, I don't pay attention, and you talk about everything, and then I just go, "Yep, mm-hmm," and then we get to the end, and then whatever. But no, I, I paid attention to this show. So okay, we then get to our first match, which is the Ugly Duckling, comprised of Coach Mikey, Kobe Carino, and Rob Killjoy, dressed up the three fake Foley, taking on TPA and the Main Street Pocky of Aiden Agro and the Danger Kid. Yes. And I texted you about halfway through this and went, okay, I'm cold. But yeah, there's this a lot, a lot of really of cool fun. shit in this opening match. I, I loved that they uh, did a lot of Foley stuff in this. I thought that was really fun. I liked I liked a lot of that. And then they started getting into like the wild shit towards the end and it just it was I was just like, Wow, this is this is a hell of a six man tag. This was really fun. Yeah, so we had we had Mike Kind. Yeah. <laughs> Duck Love. 
And my personal favorite name, Quacktus Jack. Yes. That, that was clever. And by far my favorite was Quacktus Jack. Yeah. So. And there's definitely some good stuff on it. GPA was wearing a wig and it came off like the second movie did. Well, yeah, I think he took off uh, uh, one of the other, one of the one of the faces of Foley's wigs and had it on himself. Okay, Aiden Agro, I first time I've seen him, he he did really nice off and he had a cartwheel elbow drop. Yeah. That was fucking beautiful. That yeah, was. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Then we start getting into the creaky shit. Quacked and Jack, Cooper Plecking Danger Kid off of man off of Mike Kind back onto everybody else standing in the middle of the ring. Yeah, that was fucking wild, dude. That's what really got me. I was like, oh man, this is great. That was that was the point I texted you when I called back. I went, holy shit, watching it. <laughs> I think I woke one of the kids up at like ten o'clock at night. <laughs> and then text you going, Okay, I'm cold. And there's just some creaky moves all over it. The duckling win following an electric chair and a blockbuster onto Danger Kid. Really cool shit. Yeah. And I even wrote down here, this, this started off like, what the fuck, but now they've won me over. Really good stuff. From there, we've got a triple threat ladies match. Nerd Gratchet working Tara Calloway working Ronnie Nicole. This is a lot of fun. Originally, this was supposed to be a tag match and uh, ended up only being a triple threat. I believe somebody had to drop off the card. Um, Nurse Ratchet doesn't do a whole lot to start off with. Uh, now, Nurse Ratchet is a Hood Flame original from what I'm gathering yeah i believe so i think that's what they were kind of uh talking about on commentary uh she was really cool i really dug a lot of the stuff i saw from her i like the whole like just standing there doing nothing for like a big part of the opening match and yeah like like the first three minutes good ryan nicole and tara calloway doing stuff while she's just kind of staring off off away from the ring in a corner mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she starts back i mean like she's reanimating yes into the copy nerd gimmick yes yeah. Uh, this might have got a record for the most big splashing in one match. <laughs> Tara Calloway, Ronnie Nicole are both bigger women because they were doing splashing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like King Kong Bundy, I don't think I ever hit that many splashing in one night, in one match. But uh, Nurk Ratchet at one point kicked out of a pin by doing a bridge and then going into the fucking Bray Wyatt crab walk. That was kind of creepy. Yeah, Tara Calloway had uh, Beetlejuice gear on, which was really cool. Even had Calloway, Calloway, Calloway written on the back to really drive drive that home. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. I didn't even realize that what she was driving home until you just mentioned that. <laughs> I saw it. I'm just like, okay, I get it. Like, I get, you know, that's her name. But it didn't dawn on me. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, commentary even made mention. Don't say her name two more times because she's going to disappear. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nurk Wretched at one point at did a rope rock along the top rope on two kind of ring wearing fucking high heel. Yes. Like, they can practice any way to do that move. And then she's doing it with fucking heel gone. Yes. That was crazy. It ended up being Nicole getting the win, pinning Calloway with a get down flash. About eight, about eight minutes. Then Ryan Nicole gets on the mic afterward after the match and can want to tell Calloway laugh magic. Want to thank you for sharing the ring with me. And then Calloway promoting the one women group that she's been working with. Yeah. I didn't write the name of it down, unfortunately. I, I I would give it a plug, but I didn't think about writing it down. I do know she she has a promotion as well. Uh, uh, Dropkick depression. Uh, I know that that was a thing that was going on. Uh, friend of the show, Justin, was uh, mentioning wanting to go to one of their shows uh, eventually when they run again. So Okay, we then get Funny Bone against MV Young. Now, Funny Bone I have seen before. Uh, they were pushing him at the Hood Claim Original by actually, I actually know him from Freak Show Wrestling out in Vegas. Okay. That that makeup job he had and fucking weed and cow, fucking just the whole top half of his body like a fucking skull. Yeah. And honestly, like, I've seen him put that makeup on at heart, and I can't picture it being makeup half the time. <laughs> like, it's, it, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Really fast paint at the start. There are a ton of near falls throughout the match. They're doing all kinds of creaky shit. 
Diff Drake, oh, yeah, all throughout the match. We got another cake. We got a, a bridge out of a cover. Funny Bone took two Kuplek and kind of Cooper kick and just bridged out out of the pin attempt. Uh, we got we were getting close to Brock Lesnar territory with those German Kuplek and be on through <laughs> like five or kicking like a thirty second stretch. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he likes his German suplexes. There was a a point about halfway through where Funny Bone did a pile driver on the apron and Envy Young got a foot caught on the top rope before they came down. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was really fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't get back in the ring. Tongue and tongue of near fall. Funny Bone got a, get a northern kuplex in the corner and then he ripped off the makeup like he tearing down the strap in Memphis. Yeah. And then he didn't really do anything after that because he was like immediately counted. Like, well, that kind of feed the purpose of the, of the big hawk up spot. <laughs> Funny Bone did get the pin about 14.45, had, had him draped over the top rope and turned into almost like a tombstone. Really nice-looking move there. They we're real lucky nobody was seriously hurt, particularly young, between some of the freaking pile drivers he was taking and shit. That and the crowd was so into everything. Like, that, I think, made everything just a little bit better. Like, the matches were all fine, but, like, I feel like the crowd being super into them and that intimate space just made them so much like i don't know just crazier like with how they were reacting to everything i thought that was really cool yeah i mean there, there are some people that'll, that'll take one look at funny bone and hate him because of the gimmick i fucking love watching that dude work like i think that was my favorite match of the show i enjoyed that, this one a lot that's fair it was a pretty decent match like i said the the six man at the opening was probably mine um there was just a lot of cool stuff into that suplex though that was that really got me that suplex in the opening yeah, after the match, Young gets on the mic, put Funny Bone over being a tough kind of a bitch, and then kick him in the dick. Good heel tactic, I approve. Seems reasonable. Now, at this point, I'm, I'm assuming this is where intermission was on the original broadcast. Yeah, they came back and had the drag performance with the, the, the man in drag and the baby doing don't know much, but I know I love you. And like while the gong is playing, we're immediately going into our next match. Ariel and Nick and Billy Dickman are fighting on the floor. And they're having what what they called a bodega, a Brock bodega brawl. Yes. And this was the closest thing to a bad match on the show for me because I felt like everything was a step off. Like their timing was just a little bit off on on everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like they told a good story for the most part, but little bit a little bit of comedy of neck four feet dick and a sandwich and he fucking hawk up off of it yeah well yeah there was like a lot of like um references to like things that you find in a bodega apparently and that's like a lot of the outside stuff that they used came from like you know things you would find in the bodega whatever like that so and go we have a double down then we hear the gong and the bundertaker come out yes and then a kind of dude in a hot dog scoop yes I didn't recognize the guy. I somebody probably know who it is. I'll probably catch myself when they tell me, but I didn't recognize him. Yeah, neither did I. But he comes out. He stares them both down. He chokes Liam Nick, leaves the ring, and Dick and they like spent like thirty seconds going, "What the hell just happened?" Okay, I'm going to go for the pin, and he gets the win. Yes, uh, I'm assuming there's a, a bigger storyline here because the way they mentioned that the the Undertaker was back from the dead and da 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 da. So. There must have been something that happened at a previous show that would tie all that together. Um, but, I mean, even if, like, you didn't see that previous show, you could pretty much figure it out. I mean, they did a decent job on commentary kind of putting things over. So it wasn't, it wasn't uh, difficult to figure it out. So yeah. On any other show, I would probably have hated that spot. But it, you could tell them kind of a Halloween show anyway. Right, yeah. Uh, stuff like that's going to happen on the Halloween show. And that's so. kind of what I, I was trying to theme out this month a little bit better because, like... 
it, it, we're getting closer to Halloween, so I want to do like stuff that's closer and closer to Halloween. Uh, that's uh, you know more Halloween themed, possibly. So, which means Dan Howell can match into the rest of the month, probably. Potentially, there, there's there's the thought out there because this is when he's the most powerful. Yeah. So I mean, he may even show up on the show. I don't know. Like he's he's very powerful right now. You never know. We go from there to our semi-final match, another triple threat match. Pinky Kanchen versus Ali Bat. Yes. Versus Killian McMurphy. And right off the bat, Kanchen and Ali Cat. I'm no, going to call no, her Ali Cat, even though no, the, no pun intended. So right off the bat, <laughs> I, I didn't even really don't even go in for that. No pun intended. No pun intended. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're you can tell they're having fun with it. And Killian McMurphy's like, I'm a career wrestler. Like, fuck this shit. But then the bell rings and they're double teaming Alley Cat for like the entire match for the most part. Uh, because she Alley Bat and not Alley Cat, she actually goes to the top rope and jumps off. She's not scared. <laughs> I was gonna, I, I was a nice little touch. Cause at one point, Kanchek had a figure four on Alley Cat and McRivy come again, hit a cross arm breaker at the same time. Yeah. And they're speculating on who would get the win if she tapped out. Which uh, is a good question. <laughs> whoever had the move on first. I, I, I've seen it go, I've seen it go that way before. I've seen it go where, where well, there's going to be one winner because the matches continue. Okay. Uh, my personal interpretation would have always been, okay, well, you tapped out, you're eliminated, you two go one-on-one, what I would do. Okay. But I've seen it any number of different ways. Yeah, that would make sense, too. Like, I would go either whoever, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, all three make sense. I personally would like to see the person be eliminated because I don't think – in, in triple threats and four ways and stuff like that, I like it to be elimination. I think that one pinfall is kind of not as fun. You can get a little bit more fun of a match and get a little bit more interesting because you go from a four way to a three way to a, to you know a regular match, or from a three way to a regular match. It, it's a lot more fun to do it that way. Um, yeah, I I don't necessarily mind the one fall triple threat match on occasion if you're going to do it, but a drive me nuts when title match or one fall to a finish. I feel like the triple threat. It makes sense if you're on time constraints. It makes sense to do the one fall, but if you're gonna do, if you don't really have like a real strict time constraint, you can do the the, the elimination. I think it just it works better in my mind. I, I prefer it that way. Yeah, but I remember we'll mention corporate wrestling briefly here. I remember King of the Ring ninety one, uh, two thousand one. I'm sorry, Austin again, Jericho again, Benoit. Yeah, and Benoit and Jericho both had commission move on Austin, Austin tap, but the match continued, and Austin wound up winning the damn thing. Like. But he tapped out. Like, All right. Well, that's why I could. Uh, that's why I could. Like my personal person interpretation would be: okay, you're eliminated. You two go. But of what the promotion won at that point too. Right. Okay. It was not a, your typical triple threat match. Like even in the first one we had, you kind of call where one on one for the most part, and people would dip out. All three were pretty much in the ring doing stuff the entire time. Yeah. 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 Go so right there. That could be one of my favorite triple threat matches ever, just because you know, all three guys were fighting. All three people were fighting. Right. All three species were fighting. However you want to word it. <laughs> Allie gets the win with uh, with the Pookie pile driver over Kanchek. I guess what kind of Pookie pile driver can she with Allie Bat? But what she called it when she Allie Cat? Because that's what I called it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't think of anything clever for a bat type pile driver. No. So we'll just go. Yeah, we'll we'll stick with that. Makes sense. Uh, there was one spot in the match where Killian had a Boston crab on Allie Bat, and Kanchek broke it up, and the camera completely fucking missed it. That yeah, the camera work for it was hard for I think the people at ringside because they were they literally had to be in the crowd moving around. They couldn't they there it was as packed as it was in there. Um, so I didn't kind of notice that when they were trying to get around. Like you could see stuff when they were like when they would go to a hard cam, you could see the 
the camera people trying to get a like get through the crowd to get to where they needed to be for stuff and uh, that sort of plays into the main event too there's a couple things in the main event where it was kind of rough to see because they they did end up fighting in the crowd and stuff so but we'll get there that i don't care if coming out to talk about this match let's go into it all right let's get into it harlow o'hara versus effie in our main event yes and you would think effie would be the the big time face here that was not the case no, he, he, he would do that like hell yeah yeah i was i was shocked which even the commentary team which would all drag at this point they kicked the they kicked the straight guy off like with two matches to go yeah i can't deal with straight people anymore get out of here yes you know, they, they even they even kind of brought that up where you know i think usually pretty popular out here i don't get why everybody booing them right I, I you could tell that the one kind of new wrestling but kind of didn't there was yeah there was i noticed i believe in the triple threat uh, i wasn't gonna bring it up uh be forgiving on it because the commentary overall was not horrible it was actually really fun and like kind of made me chuckle a couple times with stuff they said but one of the people knew wrestling to an extent the other one knew enough but like i think uh alley cat hit a uh, exploder and they just called it a flippy thing and i'm like that's that's not what that is but okay like i, I i'm not gonna fault you for it like it could be your first time doing commentary you never know yeah like, with that kind of thing so i'm not gonna fault you on it like i said the overall the commentary i thought was fine like it didn't really like put me off to anything it, it fit uh, with the theme of the show go oh, and i thought it was fine i really there was i really didn't have any complaints i thought everything kind of just flowed well and it, i mean outside of like i said like there was times where things were called out that were, i was like well that's not what that is but it just that's just me being a picky wrestling fan it's not if if anybody else was watching the show for the first time i don't think that would have really bothered them because they wouldn't even know what the move was called period anyway so it kind of reminded me of vince mcmahon in the mid 90s when they were starting to, when guys were starting to incorporate more lucha stuff in their offense <laughs> You know, Vince knew enough about wrestling to know that the know that what was supposed to be going on, but he just had no idea what the names of the move were. Yeah, that's what that kind of reminded me. What of. a maneuver! When in doubt, what a maneuver it out. Okay, as far as this match itself, uh, O'Hare at one point countered a hammerlock into a head kicker, which was really sweet. <laughs> yeah, and then after he did the handstand to get out of the head kicker, which was also really sweet. Yes, and there was reference to eating certain things. Oh my. Way to go, commentary. That made me laugh really hard, by the way. Yeah, match went largely back and forth. Nobody had a real advantage much at all until near the end. Uh, they were on the, like you mentioned earlier, they were on the floor quite a bit because the camera missed a lot of what was going on. Yeah, they got on the stage, and Effie got thrown from the stage into the ring. And uh, Commentary completely buried the referee at that point, though, for letting him fight on the floor. I'm like, they've been lacked rule, like, all night. Like, why are we burying the ref for this now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Harlow gets back in the ring. Uh, she hit a she hit a couple things. Do you have them written down what she hit? Because I can't remember off the top of my head what she hit. She hit like got some real close near falls. She got, I, I just wrote down to her that she got locked in near fall. Uh, she had a, she was in control. She hit I believe a curb stump, and then when yeah. she went for the roll up, Effie put her into an inside cradle and got the pin. Yeah, master that inside cradle. Master the small package. Yes, I wasn't gonna go there, but you went there. I mean that's the gimmick. I mean. I mean that is the gimmick. If you say so. Yeah. So overall thought. Overall thoughts. Uh, I could do less with the baby. You know, it would have been better without the baby. No disrespect, but uh, I mean that's just I came for the wrestling. That other stuff is just whatever to me. Like it could have been anything, and I just 
get to the wrestling. Uh, uh, and, and I'll agree. And I'll agree with you there. I mean, I, like I said, I've been to I've been I've been to drag show in Vegas. Right, like, they could I, add strippers and I'd have been like, okay, can we just get to the wrestling? That's what I came to like watch. So overall, I mean, I would definitely watch more. I want to see more. I thought this was really fun. I thought that it was a unique atmosphere. I think that the the crowd and everything kind of played into everything, making it a lot more fun than it would have normally been, um, which made it fun to watch. Because like everybody did, they didn't take it seriously. It was just like a big fun party atmosphere. Excuse me, and um, I just I really enjoyed it. I would definitely watch it again. This gets a big thumbs up for me. So yeah, I, I'm sure a bunch of people are expecting me to bury the show because I, I don't kind like of was wrestling. I kind of was a little bit, but I was like after you told me that you like that six man, and I watched the rest of the show. I'm like, well, there wasn't really anything too terrible on it that I think that you would really hate on. So I was like, maybe, maybe he surprises us here. I figure you either go in the middle or you go thumbs up. So, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go thumbs up. I'm sure a lot of people were expecting me to bury the show because I don't like comedy wrestling. <laughs> yeah, because I got, I'm from that Jim Cornette school of wrestling. Everything got to be a certain well, way. That's not necessarily true because you you do really like Tom Waller and Karate Man. So I can't fault you there. Yeah, yeah, but my, my thing is, I, I've already said if I understand what universe your promotion can. Yes. If the universe is, it's not a serious wrestling promotion, and you're doing uh, nothing but this kind of stuff, I, I can I can dig it. That's what you're going for. I can tell that's what you're going for. Right. I can look past what I would normally want to see in wrestling. Right. Yeah. You know, I get annoyed by certain corporate promotions that say they're going to do sports-based presentations, and then uh, half the fucking show are the young buck Cooper kicking people in the fucking locker room that have nothing to do with anything. Right. Yeah. Go. So, oh. So, yeah. Overall, overall, I give this a thumb cup. I I had a lot of fun with it. If it was much longer, I don't know if I would have. If we about it a little bit over an hour and a half, this would have been like a three or four hour show. I probably would have been like, okay, let's get on with it. Oh, that'd have been super rough if it was that long. Um, I would going in, I figured it would probably be like a two, two and a half hour show. So to see that it was only an hour and a half was awesome, and it it didn't feel like it took that long either. It felt like it was an hour. It was it went by quick. It was fun. It was a fun show. Like I, this was perfect for what we do. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, really enjoyed it. And I got to see a couple people that I don't normally see, and I want to see again. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen Funny Bone before, but this is really the first time we've watched anything he's been on. I yeah, I kind of want to watch Hood Clam after watching him, after watching her scratch. I want to see what they're about. You know? Right. And yet, they do have a couple of shows on IWTV. We probably will do that at some point. Yeah, I was going to ask. I, I can't remember if they were on there or not. They got a, so. I, don't, I don't think they're going. I think it's only like two or three left I can call, but there's okay. a couple up there. There's so much on there, dude. I can't even remember everything that's on there. I was going through last night, looking at promotions and adding them on our Twitter, and there were so many. I just was like, I don't know if you're even on there, but I'm going to add you anyway, because you never know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, got any plugs this week? Okay. Uh, we plugged it a little bit earlier, but I am back to doing the Twitch streaming. You follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash TFMJHawk. I'll probably be doing mostly the NBA for a little while. At least until I start getting into the NBA and there's not a lot of deviation because I come to playing basketball games. Did you make your character look like you? I I tried to. The problem is you don't get to actually do like any of the facial customizations until okay. you get to the NBA. That's like the last thing you do. Go so with just a random dude with like kind of light brown hair and a fucking puffy face. Go, so ho- hopefully. Hopefully, I can actually make the character look like me if we get cloaker. I tried to do the fucking fake Gan thing through the app. Yeah, you know, we yeah, you know, I we can't see your fake. Fuck you. 
just so ugly. <laughs> it's just like nope. I think that's what it is. No, nope. we don't. We don't want your. We don't want you showing up in the neighborhood and <laughs> scaring people away. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter at pwcheek, Facebook and Instagram at jhawk one five three nine. And if you do miss the Twitch stream, find do a search for Jared Hawkins on YouTube and find me and subscribe. I do put them up on YouTube within a cup, usually within about an hour or two after the stream is done. The exception being the one I did this morning before work, big. I literally got done like five minutes before I leave for work. I got to put that up tonight when I when I'm, when I'm home for the night. And don't forget, you can use promo code PWP for five days free at independentwrestling.tv. And check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and its Evolution Baby. <laughs> And check out our non-podcast friends, ProWrestlingPonderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and Kayfabe Collectibles. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram, at IWTV Guide. And as always, wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you later, everyone. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Gravy make a splash like Pippin. Shit, that's nothing. Splash. Everybody call me Big Pimpin'. No, I ain't bluffing. I'm with your mom in the kitchen. Making blueberry muffins. Must be Thanksgiving. Cause your bitch all the stuffing. Mr. Clean. Gravy, why you flow so mean? Mr. Clean. Pull up with my whole damn team. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Gravy, he be clean like Windex. Just hit your mind with my index. And your bitch look like a pinhead. All my haters, they be skinheads. Pissed off cause they wife is a sister. Young Gravy just kissed. Hot damn. Pull up on the scene. Cause a wet dream, I might need a summer ring. If you got the beef, I turn your ass to smell the rings. Uh, Yo, bitch looking scary, I thought it was Halloween. Gravy, he be clean like some fucking Listerine. Uh, but I smooth it out like a jar of Vaseline. Shit. Postal with a MILF and her name is Charlene. Everybody wonder how she got the hygiene. It's all thanks to Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Gravy, why you flow so mean? Mr. Clean. Pull up with my whole damn team. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Gravy, he be clean like Colgate. White milk, Charlene, that's my soulmate. You ain't got a bitch I might donate. Slide in the DMs with a snowflake. Talking about your girl, my favorite topic. You can't even see me, you would think I'm microscopic. Gravy ballin' out like the fucking Flint Tropics. Turn these bitches on, cause I'm really good at bopping. Clean and clean out. Pulling up drop top viper. Had to steal your bitch, uh, but nested like I'm swiper. Hey. So much bread, gotta get my fiber. Gravy, he be cleaner than your windshield wipers. Uh, your stepmom made me a pie, you can call me the pie piper. Sheesh. I don't eat the booty, I ain't even gotta say it, but I eat my girl ass if she had a bad day. Uh, Gravy don't play, bitch, I'm at the bakery, them donuts can't glaze. Stay with three hoes like it's the holidays. Still to the bread, you would think I'm mayonnaise. God damn. Shit, I'm so goddamn clean, got me feeling like I'm Billy Mace. Holy shit. Mr. Clean. Gravy, why you flow so mean? Mr. Clean. Pull up with my whole
damn team, Mr. 